warrant had been issued for her arrest. A former French president's been sentenced to a second term. Vive la République et vive la France! Nicolas Sarkozy gets a year of house arrest for illegal campaign financing in connection with his failed 2012 re-election bid. He'd already been sentenced to seven months in jail for corruption. He will appeal both terms. Record heat and drought are taking a bite out of leaf peeping this fall. Michael Sundberg is an arborist in Denver. You get whole branches turn brown, so all the leaves on the branch turn brown altogether. The color itself could be duller, especially because you have a leaf that now has damage on it instead of just just an unscathed, happy leaf. Unemployment claims just in. They are up for the third week in a row. They rose by 11,000 over the week before to 362,000. S&P futures are up 16. This is CBS News. Worried about getting COVID? Vaccines may not be enough. Detect fever, the leading sign of COVID, with the Exogen Temporal Scanner. Learn more at exogen.com. With the help of Cheerios Oat Crunch Almond, I get everyone's morning started with a smile. It has a delicious and hearty combination of the Cheerios you love, whole grain oats, and sliced almonds for an extra crunchy crunch. That's how I set the rhythm for a great day. Look for Cheerios Oat Crunch Almond in your local grocery store. is a metaphor for your business's journey. Sometimes it feels like you're going 100 miles an hour, barely keeping up. But to cruise through challenges, you need someone who's right there with you. That's what Dell Technologies advisors do. They have the tech advice you need to get past whatever's in front of you and get to where you want to go. For advice on solutions like XPS 13 laptops powered by Intel Evo Platform, call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Horror movie fans can rent out a new Airbnb offering this Halloween. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. The rental celebrates Scream's 25th anniversary while promoting its latest installment. Actor David Arquette, who plays Sheriff Dewey Riley in the horror flick, will serve as the virtual host for the killer overnight stays and give tips on how to survive murder ghost face. Up to four guests can stay in the California mansion one night at a time for just five bucks. The house itself will be set up like the original movie set with a screen movie marathon in the living room and a landline <laughs> what could possibly go wrong booking opens october 12th monica ricks cbs news a day after national coffee day there's another made-up holiday to celebrate this is national chewing gum day the art of chewing gum has been around for thousands of years evidence shows europeans chewed birch bark tar to relieve toothaches deborah rodriguez cbs news COVID is spiking again, and it's just not clear how to keep your family safe. Fever is the leading symptom of COVID, and the only way to reliably detect it is with an accurate thermometer. Be vigilant and be accurate with the Exergen Temporal Scanner, whose accuracy has been proven in more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers are proven to be inaccurate and will not reliably detect a fever that might mean COVID. Learn more at exergen.com. September is Suicide Prevention Month. Aaron Egan, Director of Community-Based Interventions for Suicide Prevention with the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, says taking a moment to reach out can help prevent suicide. The health and well-being of our nation's veterans is VA's highest priority. We want veterans, community leaders, and veterans' loved ones to know that by reaching out for support and resources today, 
Suicide can be prevented later. Go to reach.gov SPM to learn more. You've trained for this all year. Endless hours of cardio conditioning and weights. And now you are ready. Ready to trek back to your seat from the concession stand. Through the lines, lost fans, and that mascot who wants you to do a little dancey dance, all without spilling a drop of your ice-cold Bud Light. Welcome back to football, sports fans. Stay on top of the news every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Eclipse Company Restaurant and Store in the Plains is open Wednesday and Thursday, 3 to 8, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9, and Sundays, 12 to 7. Stop in for live music Wednesdays and Thursdays, and Eclipse is located at 11309 Jackson Drive. Take exit 682 to the Plains, then turn onto Johnson Road. Again, that's 11309 Jackson Drive, right off Johnson Road. Eclipse Company Restaurant and Store is the best hidden restaurant in Southeast Ohio. Barbecue, beers, and good times. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe, uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress, 593-7393. That's 593-7393. Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Saifathon, the annual year-long event for saving big on home and auto insurance. These savings are available up until and straight through Labor Day, Halloween, Clover Cleveland's birthday, Taco Tuesday, the anniversary of the moon landing, White Chocolate Day. The sale literally never ends. You can come on Jupiter's Ascension, National Pisces Day, but not Leap Day. <laughs> Just kidding. We're doing Leap Day because every day is perfect for saving money with a home and auto bundle only at Progressive. But for real, we're not doing White Chocolate Day because white chocolate is gross. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Want to learn a new language so it will actually stick? Try Babbel. Practice real-life conversations in the Babbel app. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Get personalized help in Babbel's live online classes. Classes are limited to six people, so everyone can get the help they need. Review words and phrases with fun games, or dive into the culture with short videos. Whatever your learning style, Babbel gives you the tools you need. Babbel. More ways to learn. Start learning a new language today at Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. It's homecoming for the Athens Bulldogs as they look for their second win of the season. Athens hosts TVC Ohio opponent Megs. Athens Bulldog football on the radio is sponsored by Stop and Cop, CNE Hardware and Outdoors, Matthews Insurance, Brony's Alumni Grill, Integrated Services, Wendy's, Donato's, Steak and Shake, Larry's Doghouse, and Siemens Grocery. Tune in to 970 97.1 FM or online at 970WATH.com for all the Bulldog football action this year. I-N-E-P-T, Inept Tech, 2468, who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, I know you and your staff have been busy this week preparing for another road game. That's right. We are getting ready for another road ball game. We make all of our road trips in our 1937 Packard, and I did want to ask you, because you've been driving it around this week, how things been going in that rascal? Well, Coach, I've been doing real well, uh, except for the flat tire. We got that taken care of. I did want to know, uh, are you supposed to put diesel fuel or kerosene in the gas tank? Well, uh, you know, uh, regular old gasoline would run just fine in that thing, but that... 
That rascal's uh, been had a little of everything in that fuel tank, and we found out that it'll run just fine on beer. Well, that certainly seems like a waste to me, Coach, but nevertheless, what about our road trip coming up this week? Well, that's right. We are having another road ball game this week. We're going clean to the beach because we play in Seashore State over at their place, and I do understand from our advanced scouts that they do have a real... Uh, tremendous home field advantage over there. They got a little bit different surface that they play on. Understand that their field has got quite a bit of sand on it, and that makes uh, the footing real treacherous and a little sloppy sometimes over there. Makes it difficult uh, preparing in practice, I guess, on your field to go to a different type of surface. Well, that's right. You know, we got lots of surfaces that we play on. We got what you call your grass. We got what you call your dirt. We got what you call your asphalt. We don't have anything uh, resembling sand, and I do have a rule for my ball players. We don't play on it unless a horse eats it. And I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. A car that runs on beer? Hmm. Well, the Art Turf Show is proudly sponsored by not only that car that runs on beer, but also sponsored by the Art Turf Show. Coach Turf, the game this weekend will be the halfway point in your season. You're 0-4 going into the game with Seashore State. That's awful nice of you to remind us. And what have you got planned for uh, this uh, ball club coming up this weekend? Well, you know, uh, we've played uh, four ball games so far this season. We've tried just about a little everything, trying right things that haven't been going too right. You know, well, we, we tried new offenses. We tried new defenses. We tried new linebackers, and we tried substituting new quarterbacks in there. We tried bringing folks up from the Texas squad. We've tried just about a little everything. So what we're going to do this week is try something what never has been tried before. You're going to have an innovation this weekend. Well, not only that, we're thinking up something original, something nobody's ever done before. What we're going to do is we're going to take all of our boys what plays on the offensive side of the football, and we're going to move them over to defense. And then we're going to take everybody what plays on the defensive side of the football and let them play offense. So we figure we can't do no worse than what we've done already. It'll be a little bit difficult for them to learn their assignments in this short a period, won't it? Well, not any more difficult than it has been to learn what they're supposed to do original. Coach Turf, it does seem like a rather drastic measure you're doing this week, especially with a big conference game coming up next week. Well, now, wait a minute. We're not worried about next week. We play in these ball games one at a time. That's completely out of our minds. We're worried about playing Seashore State on the road this week. And, and of course, in practice, we've done uh, flip-flopped our defenses and our offenses and our offenses and our defense because everybody knows when you go to the beach, you got to wear flip-flops. And so this is our flip-flop game plan. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, FM. Wow. I mean, simply, wow, look at that sunshine out there. Still, it's only 51 degrees. Headed up to 76, though. A beautiful Thursday. Yes, indeed. Good morning. It's the party line, a free-for-all today. I know you may have tuned in expecting something else, but uh, we had to reschedule that show. A Rabbi Friedman was going to be joining us. 
kind of a nationally known guy. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get this show in down the road. Um, he, uh, one of the things he likes to particularly um, endorse or support or whatever is uh, wife appreciation. You know? That's kind of cool. And here, I'll turn your mic on, too. Good morning. Good morning. And um, welcome back. Well, thank you. Was that gone? Uh, yes. Really gone. Really gone. Way gone. Way gone. Yeah. Way like, gone's as in, in Australia. As in it? not even here. Way gone. <sighs> okay. <laughs> what I yeah, don't I think remember that. You don't? It was uh, yesterday and the day before. Okay. <laughs> got it now? All yeah. coming back to you? Okay. I got it. <laughs> Um, anyway, Pastor Friedman, or rather uh, Rabbi Friedman, uh, we're, we're booking for another show. <clears throat> Something came up on his schedule, so um, Chris is working on rescheduling that. Um, but today is September 30th. Wow. The last day of September. Is it? Yeah. So 30 days as okay, September. I, I have to work my April, knuckles. June, January, and November. February, March, April, May, June, <laughs> July, October. Get out those knuckles. Se- no, I miss September. September, October, November, December. Okay. Wait a minute. Did that work? I don't know. I don't know if your knuckles are How cal- many days calibrated. are in December? 31. Okay, well then let's see here. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, and August has 31 as well? Correct. Okay, August, September is down, October is up, November is down. Yeah, it worked. Good. Suddenly I thought I counted my knuckles wrong. (laughs) Okay. You need to recalibrate your knuckles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, well, today's September 30th, in any case, and as we said, last day of uh, the month. Um, see, i got to go buy a new crate of paper today for our billing tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And, That's uh, right. Let's see here. Bengals game tonight. Big Bengals game tonight. Now, why is it so big? Because. Because. It is a Thursday night game, That's which is a national audience. No, keep going. Joe Burrow. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Joe Burrow is big enough, speaks for himself around here, that many TVs will be tuned into that game tonight. Yeah. Yeah. The head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who they play, is Urban Meyer, who recruited Joe to play at Ohio State. Joe was the first recruit that Urban Meyer visited after they won the national championship. He was on, I think, the David Letterman show the next day after they won the national championship, flew from there to the Albany airport, and uh, Jimmy, Joey's dad, picked him up, took him to the house to meet Joe. Very first recruit of that recruiting season that, that Urban visited. Joe decided to go to Ohio State, 
And as you've heard me say many times, I think Joe had that starting quarterback position one from the spring games, injured his thumb, and never got back on the field. And so that forced Joey to make a decision. Do I stay and sit on the bench, or do I go to LSU and win a national championship and the Heisman Trophy? So, as we well, all know now, I, it now worked I out pretty good for Joe. If his thumb healed so that he could go to LSU, what did, what did I miss here? You didn't miss a thing. I mean, he injured his thumb and had to set out at Ohio State a few weeks, and then Dwayne Haskins became the starting quarterback, and uh, Urban named Haskins the starting quarterback, and that left Joe on the bench again for a year. Well, he redshirted, I think, his first year, and then that would have been year number three there, so Joe decided to transfer with two more years of eligibility remaining and worked out pretty well for him going to LSU being the number one pick. So they even have an LSU shirt. Yeah, the Bengals now have the number one pick from the 2020 draft in Joey, and Jacksonville has the number one pick from last year's draft in Trevor Lawrence, quarterback from Clemson. So uh, for Urban to get Joe to come there to Ohio State when he pretty much could have gone at his choice, they didn't get to play. Okay, Joey says they are still friends. You know, they're still close. As a matter of fact, there was a report the other day that Urban Meyer reached out to Joey and to get some advice on how to incorporate his rookie quarterback into the NFL, how Joe morphed into the NFL so well. So they still stay in contact. I don't think Joey has any hard feelings. But, uh, you know, just... I think it's something that may be stirred up by the media, sports writers, maybe the fans. Us. Us. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, hey, Joey did not get sacked one time Sunday. So, that's three knocks on wood that it will happen again this game tonight. No sacks. Yeah, but, you know, I Bengals are in I first place, blame, too. I don't blame – quarterbacks for being sacked exactly that's not their fault other guys yeah they need protection they need time joey's i noticed he was getting rid of the ball a little bit quicker last week at pittsburgh too Mm. smart kid (laughs) but uh, i think we all know that yeah i mean that's uh, a smart play by quarterback you know anyway so you know my wife has been um how do i want to put it um sometimes interested in football right uh not not solidly, okay? But with Joey involved, I know what we're going to be watching tonight. Okay, <laughs> it is she, on the NFL Network. She's, uh, well, isn't that on? Uh, Spectrum's package, yeah. yeah. It'll be, uh, I think, channel 1346 okay. on the Spectrum package. Mm-hmm. So I may have to call you for that number later. Pat will be watching, mm-hmm. and Dave will be watching. Yes as well as most of the Athens and Southeastern Ohio community. And State a bunch Ohio, of others, too. bunch in Baton, Baton Rouge, as they say, where LSU is located. But uh, Bengals are in first place. Cool. That's a good sound. They're tied with two other teams, but they're still in first place. 
Well, it's September 30th, folks, and of course the year's 2021. Today is National Love People Day. Hard to argue against that one. It's National Chewing Gum Day. None for you. I'm not allowed. That's right. And it has nothing to do with my dentist or anything like that. <laughs> That's Pat's rule, isn't it? Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll come back to this and tell yeah, you why. Okay. It's National Mud Pack Day and National Hot Mulled Cider Day. Ooh. Yeah, I do like that. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've become a fan of these ciders that are alcoholic, right? Different flavors uh, rather than beers or other things. Um, they just taste very good, I think. Well, but National Chewing Gum Day. Uh, folks, I can remember my parents commenting about this as well. If I had a um, little block of bubble gum, you know how they were shaped. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would chew aggressively. If I had gum in my mouth, I was chewing aggressively. Not just a little bit of, you know. Dainty little chews. Yeah. You were getting after it. It, And to the point, like, people would notice. And so eventually my parents said, we don't want you chewing gum. Okay, so years later, living in Hawaii, I started the habit again of chewing some gum once in a while. And no surprise, (laughs) my wife, Pat, and Barb, who was my actual wife back then, both said, you're not good at chewing gum. (laughs) Stop chewing that gum. Stop uh, smacking that gum. So, gum is not in my um, vocabulary. <laughs> or yeah. your pocket. Yeah. And, which is <laughs> fine. I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't miss it that much. You must have really gotten after it to, oh, I'm, to get critiqued like that. You know, I was chomping. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Um... I'm trying not to picture that, but I can't help it. Yeah, it was it was bad. <laughs> I, I, he just demonstrated it here in the studio, folks. Let's see here. Um, <laughs> I found a report today that um, October, which is just a day or two away, with October being National Disability Employment Awareness Month, And the National Monthly Social Security Disability Benefit at only $1,151.79. Barely enough to keep an individual out of poverty. The personal finance website Wallet Hub today released its report on 2021's Best and Worst Cities for People with Disabilities. They go on, in order to ease the process of finding the best place to live, 
while managing a disability. WalletHub compared more than 180 U.S. cities across 34 different key metrics, uh, or rather 33 key indicators of disability friendliness. The data set ranges from wheelchair accessible facilities per capita to rate of workers with disability to quality of public hospital systems, right? So I didn't bring in the full report. I brought in just sort of a summary. But nevertheless, let's, let's see if we don't find it to be interesting. Okay, so let's first start with the best cities for people with disabilities. So we have the top ten listed. So here we go, Scott. Number one, Overland Park, Kansas. That's a, let me just say, they appear high on many interesting lists. I don't think I know that area, but I want to visit it just because they appear so high on so many of these types of reports. Number Isn't that where the NCAA is headquartered or something there? Man, look it up. I don't know. <coughs> but uh, Over Overland Park, Kansas. Overland Park, Kansas. Going on, the second most best, rather, Scottsdale, Arizona, and I do know it. Three, St. Louis. Four, Minneapolis. Five, Denver. Six, Rochester, New York. Seven, Yonkers, New York. Eight, Huntington Beach, California. I know that one well. San Francisco, California, likewise. And 10th, Tucson, Arizona. Now let's go the opposite way. Where are the worst cities? So we're going to go from 183, I'm sorry, 173 to 182. They, they measured 182 cities. So this is the bottom 10. Right? Huntsville, Alabama. I like Huntsville, but I don't know it in this sense, right? Next, Montgomery, Alabama. Jackson, Mississippi. Coming in at 176th is Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That's a pretty neat town. Next is Mobile, Alabama. Another one. 178th is Tallahassee, Florida. I like it. 179th, New Haven, Connecticut. 180th, Bridgeport, Connecticut. 181st, Providence, Rhode Island. I like it. And 182, Gulfport, Mississippi. Again, another one I like. But... <coughs> The reasons I might like it are certainly different than were I handicapped, right? Accessibility, 
um, friendliness to those that are handicapped, all those sort of things come into play. Now, going on just a little bit. This next session, next section is entitled Best Versus Worst. Now, um, the two cities they, they've picked right now for this particular paragraph do not show up in either the best or worst categories. But let's just go on. Cleveland, Ohio, and Fort Smith, Arkansas have the highest share of people with disabilities living in the area, 20%, which is 3.6 times higher than in Irvine, California, where my son Paul lives. That's the city with the lowest, with 5.6%. Another paragraph. Let me get my pages just right here. There we go. Overland Park, Kansas, has the lowest share of people with disabilities living in poverty, which is 8.7%, which is 5.2 times lower than Rochester, New York, the city with the highest, at 44.9%. So those that are disabled living in those communities, 8% are really struggling in Overland Park, Kansas. 45% are really struggling in Rochester, New York. It's really unfortunate that there is that much disparity. Yeah. Well, let's go on. We've got a couple more comparisons like this. Okay, El Paso and Brownsville, Texas have the lowest median annual cost of in-home services that is $34,320 which is 2.3 times lower than in Seattle and Tacoma, Washington the cities with the highest for their in-home services, it would cost $80,034. What about earnings? Pearl City, Hawaii, has the highest median annual earnings for people with disabilities, and that figure would be 40321 which is 4.7 times higher than in Burlington, Vermont, the city with the lowest at 8522, 8522. Now, you know, I'm really, uh, um, what, do I, uh, what do I want to say? I'm a real um, cheerleader. There we go. That, that'll work. I'm a real cheerleader for Vermont. But that's not a good statement. Vermont is not 
helping those with disabilities in their earnings as well as they should. Well, let's see. What else do I have about this? The Americans with Disabilities Act, the ADA, was adopted nearly three decades ago, 30 years. What 21st century improvements should be made, if any, to this important act? Should it be updated? Has it not been updated? Um, I just don't know. But they go on to say in this story, one of the biggest challenges of the ADA is that it has no teeth. If something is non-compliant, it is up to the disabled person to find a lawyer and sue. Same with if someone is fired or not fired due to their disability. No, 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 no. Fired or not hired due to their disability, which already makes it nigh impossible. Then, in many cases, it is hard to prove, especially in, employ un in employment cases, where only 12% of cases are resolved on the merits of the employee. There are no funds available to assess locations, the employees, etc. in advance to ensure compliance and no funds available to help places that want to update buildings and improve policies to be more accessible. So, it comes out of small businesses, nonprofits, etc., which often means these changes just do not happen. What was a good start 30 years ago, and it needs some major revamps to actually accomplish what it is supposed to do. I could go on and on with this one. There's lots more data. But, you know, we have periodically contemplated uh, should the radio station have a new location. And, you know, Andy Koblen, who built this station in 1949 or 50, the building that is, I don't think he had any particular vision about the importance of having it on one floor. However, over the years, um, Mercy... I hope Billy doesn't mind my mentioning this, but Billy, um, on our staff, is essentially confined to a wheelchair. He can use those uh, crutches that latch around your arm. Yeah. Um, but he's, you know, he's just a very fine disc jockey and a, a great employee. Um, we've had others that um, 
would have struggled if this building was multi-floored or multi-leveled, right? Um, as, as, as we have sort of contemplated moving to somewhere else over the years, um, we haven't been able to find something that really suited us and that was accessible. You know, we're somewhere between 2,000 and 3,000 square feet in space. And we, we have a lot of various small rooms in this building. There's one for AM. There's one for FM. There's one for production. There's one for news. There's ones for... And we can go on and on. Um... So to find a building that suits us, just try as we might, hasn't happened. But and we even still when we look. even when we look um, at uh, maybe new construction, just nothing. Uh, well, who knows? Anyway, let's uh, let's move on. I found a story this morning that is entitled, More Schools Are Requiring the Vaccine for Students. Let's see what they're getting at. Uh, The San Diego Unified School District, Tuesday, Tuesday night, voted unanimously to require students aged 16 and over to be fully vaccinated by December 20th or be exiled into remote learning. Heidi St. John is a congressional candidate in the GOP primary for the 3rd District of Washington State. And the only challenger who can knock off Rhino, R-I-N-O, extraordinaire, Jamie Herrera Butler, I think that's how it's said. She is another of the Mom Strong book series. Now we have the title, A Fight for the Soul of America. Our nation is facing difficult times, but I have so much optimism for what we can do when we work together. I am committed to listening to the residents of the 3rd Congressional District and taking your concerns to Washington, D.C. with the goal of improving the lives of everyone in our community. Now, that third district, again, is in Washington State. Let's go on. Like you, I believe that those we elect to represent us should keep their word 
and work to maintain our trust, especially after being elected. This is an area where many feel that they have been let down in southwest Washington state. And I want to restore your trust in our legislative, I'm sorry, our representative government. This, this is like a campaign speech, folks. I, I, I guess you would notice that. But let's see if she gets to an important point here. Our citizens deserve true representation by someone who already has proven a record of service with strength and integrity. As a mother and grandmother who owns three businesses here in Washington's 3rd Congressional District, I am highly invested in this fight for our nation. For the last decade, we have watched the far left move the United States further and further from the foundational truths that made us the greatest country in history. Generations ahead of us fought for this country. And at present, many of our freedoms are being taken away. One piece of legislation at a time. Everyday Americans do not want to fight endless wars overseas and understand that there is a direct connection between energy independence and participation, rather participating, in foreign wars in the Middle East. Well, I want to get back to the immunizations. She, this is just a political speech. Let's see here. I thought I had seen a better section of this. Well, I've just scanned to the end, and I'm sorry. Um, I, I don't see what I was looking for. So I apologize if I wasted your time there. Let's look at the New York Times. This morning's edition. Good morning. Immunization mandates are not new. One helped win the American Revolution. Now, the next title is The Right to Health. The United States owes its existence as a national as a nation party to an immunization mandate. In 1977, smallpox was a big enough problem for the bedraggled, bedraggled American army that George Washington thought it could be that it could jeopardize the revolution. An outbreak had already led to one American defeat, the Battle of Quebec. To prevent more, Washington ordered immunizations done quickly so the British would not hear how many Americans were sick. For all troops 
who had not yet had the virus. Well, it worked. The number of smallpox cases plummeted, and Washington's army survived a war of attrition against the world's most powerful country. The immunization mandate As, uh, as Ron Chernow wrote in his 2010 Pulitzer, Rise, Pulitzer Prize-winning biography of Washington, was, an important, was as important as any military measure Washington adopted that year. In the decades that followed, immunization treatments became safer, The Revolutionary War method killed two, per, two to three percent of recipients, and mandates became more common in the military and beyond. They also tended to generate hostility from small minority, a small minority of Americans. Going on, a Cambridge, Massachusetts pastor took his opposition to smallpox vaccine all the way to the Supreme Court in 1905 before losing. Fifty years later, while most Americans were celebrating the start of mass vaccination campaign against polio, there were still some dissenters. A United Press Wire Service article that ran in newspapers across the country on April 13, 1955, reported hundreds of doctors and registered nurses stood ready to begin the stupendous task of inoculating the millions of children throughout the country. Some hitches developed, however, in Maryland's Montgomery County, 4,000 parents flatly refused to let their youngsters receive the vaccine. Two counties in Indiana objected that the plan smacked of socialized medicine. Well, what about now? We are now living through this cycle again. The deadline for many workplace mandates arrived this week, often requiring people to have received a COVID-19 vaccine or face being fired. In California, the deadline for healthcare workers is today. Well, as was the case with Washington's army, the mandates are largely succeeding. California's policy has led thousands of previously unvaccinated medical workers to receive shots in recent weeks. At Cedars-Sinai Medical Center, that's in Los Angeles, about 800 additional workers have been vaccinated since the policy was announced last month bringing the hospital's vaccination rate to 
It's according to my colleague, Sean Huber. Uh, another point, when the New York State announced a mandate for hospital and nursing home staff members in August, about 75% of them had received the shot. By Monday, the share has risen to 92%. The increase amounts to roughly 100,000 newly vaccinated people. Yet one more example. At Trinity Health, a hospital chain that exists in 22 states in our nation, the increase has been similar. Um, 94% of their employees now vaccinated where just a couple months ago it was 75%. Um, let's see. At Genesis Healthcare, which operates long-term care facilities in 23 states, COVID cases fell by nearly 50% after nearly all staff members had finished receiving shots this summer. Well, often the number of people who ultimately refuse the vaccine is smaller than the number who first say they will. Some are persuaded by the information their employers give them about the vaccine's effectiveness and safety compared with the deadliness of COVID. And others decide they are just not really willing to lose their jobs. The North Carolina uh, hospital system, Novant, I think they're called, Novant Health, last week suspended 375 workers, which is about 1% of its workforce, for being unvaccinated. By the end of the week, more than half of them, about 200, had gone ahead and received the shot and were reinstated. that's enough on that let's see what else do we have this morning but it's not just health care you know I mean AT&T has reached a labor agreement to require vaccines for tens of thousands of their employees YouTube all of its people And, you know, China's going to be hosting, what, the Winter Olympics? I think that's right. Yes. Uh, they're planning some sort of strict bubble around the Winter Olympics in February. Okay, the other big story in the news is the possibility of a federal shutdown. The federal government will shut down at midnight, at midnight tonight, unless Congress passes a funding bill. 
Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat, calls his party's $3.5 trillion spending plan fiscal insanity, a sign that moderates and progressives remain divided. House investigators subpoenaed allies of Donald Trump, who helped organize the Stop the Steal rally before the Capitol riot. And... Um, I guess that's enough on that. Well, according to CBS News this morning, uh, a deal has been reached. Glory be. To suspend the debt ceiling and keep the government from shutting down tonight at midnight, I think was the time. Yes. So I, I don't think the details have been uh evolving just yet but according to what we're hearing on the news uh, apparently there's been a temporary deal that's been reached uh, until I can't recall the exact date I want to say December 3rd something like that so it's only temporary but uh, Senator Joe Manchin of course from West Virginia used to be the governor of West Virginia was a very successful businessman before he became governor of West Virginia. So well, uh, I think he has a pretty good <clears throat> handle on business and budgets. Folks, um, we are very proud to be um, an affiliate to CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. At the top of every hour, four minutes from now, you will hear the very latest about such stories. So... Um, and then if you miss it this hour, it'll be on again at the top of the hour, every hour. So please um, realize we've got you know, one of our nation's finest networks as part of us. We're pleased, thrilled, uh, what am I trying to say? We're proud to be a member of them. All right. Um, Let's see here. I guess I've gone through everything I had. Um, one of these odd stories. Maybe we, we could resort to one of those. Did you know? I don't know, pray tell. Our ancestors could be a little weird. Well, so can we. But uh, when we say weird, we mean in a bad, dangerous, and at times lethal way. Imagine using one of the most deadly and addictive substances in history in the same way your grandmother uses Werther's candy. We're talking about heroin, folks. Yeah. And heroin was not just used to treat coughs of adult people. It was also used to treat children's coughs, too. Think of that. And that was before all of the bad things about heroin, heroin had been fully realized. But I just thought that was amazing. 
here's here's another weird one, and this is not the way to end the show. <laughs> it may not sound fake news, not to mention disgusting, but the Romans indeed used to buy bottles of Portuguese, Portuguese urine and use that as a mouth rinse. Ugh. <laughs> See, the ammonia in urine was thought to disinfect mouths, mouths and whiten teeth. What's even more shocking is that urine remained a popular mouthwash ingredient in many parts of Europe until the 18th century. Uh, me, I think I'll stick with Listerine. Uh, yeah. Can you believe that? Um, I don't want to. I don't really. Want to either. <laughs> okay, folks, uh, we're we're about done. We'll do it all over again and wrap up the week tomorrow on Friday. In the meantime, have a very pleasant day. Enjoy the sunshine and the nice temperature. And we have another minute to go yet. So. Oh. Well. With with that, go Bengals. Go Bengals. Go Go Joe. Yeah. And Ohio University. Yeah, they play this Saturday at Akron. A very winnable game for the Bobcats. I think Athens has its homecoming. Yep, they do. This week. Hosting Megs. The Jambulance is going to be in the parade. Yeah, that's tomorrow, I think. I think. Yeah, that'll be cool. And then we have, um, oh, shucks, OU's homecoming is? The 9th? Yeah. October 9th. We should try to get someone in here for that or call in next week, maybe, about homecoming activities. Absolutely. That'd be good to have. The All right. The block party's been canceled for this year, Halloween block party. Really? It's canceled, I believe, on Monday. But par- the homecoming parade is still on. I wonder if there will be some spontaneous thing. I, I wouldn't be too surprised. Yeah. Okay. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour. Presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The House and Senate are set to vote on a new funding agreement reached in the Senate last night to keep the government in the money past midnight. The GOP's John Cornyn. Democrats don't want to shut down the government. Republicans don't want to shut down the government. The measure would fund operations through December 3rd, averting furloughs for 800,000 federal employees. President Biden's legislative agenda is another matter. The House could act on a bipartisan infrastructure bill today, but many Democrats still say they'll vote no. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. Liberals in the House say they're prepared to defeat the physical infrastructure bill if it's actually put up for a vote. Speaker Pelosi could pull it from the floor, and she just might. The progressives say they won't support the $1.2 trillion measure chock full of President Biden's priorities because at the moment there's no sign the Senate would agree to trillions more in social spending. For weeks, Mr. Biden has been directly engaging two Senate moderates, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, in an effort to win them over. Some Americans who evacuated Afghanistan only to be held up elsewhere are now U.S.-bound. Correspondent Cami McCormick has details from the Pentagon. This group had flown to the United Arab Emirates, where they said the U.S. Homeland Security Department denied them landing rights here in the U.S., but now they're headed here. The State Department said it had verified the accuracy of the passenger manifest, a nonprofit 
nonprofit group had chartered the flight that included U.S. citizens and some Afghans who worked with the U.S. government during the war. A new sign the Delta variant may be slowing the jobs recovery. Bank rates Mark Hamrick. Negative surprise alert. New jobless claims have risen for a third straight week, surging by 11,000 to 362,000. Hiring slowed down in August. Restaurants and bars cut almost 42,000 jobs for the first drop this year. If you're worried about an out-of-the-ordinary mark or bump on your skin, check in with your doctor, not your cell phone. Your CBS is Jim Crisula. Two leading apps touted as being up to 95% effective in detecting skin cancers incorrectly classified rare and aggressive cancers as low risk. That's according to a new study from researchers in England. They concluded that making such apps available to the public without transparent information on their accuracy is ethically questionable. A warning about turn signals. Get the 2016 Sonata for just one. Hyundai and Kia are recalling more than half a million cars and minivans because the signals flash in the opposite direction of what drivers intend. The manufacturer blames a software issue and says it doesn't know of any crashes or injuries associated with the problem. Dow up 100. This is CBS News. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. With the help of Cheerios Oat Crunch Almond, I get everyone's morning started with a smile. It has a delicious and hearty combination of the Cheerios you love, whole grain oats, and sliced almonds for an extra crunchy crunch. That's how I set the rhythm for a great day. Look for Cheerios Oat Crunch Almond in your local grocery store. BritBox is home to the best of Agatha Christie, with characters you know and love. Hercule Poirot, I am a private detective. And mysteries you've yet to solve. Miss Marple, still sleuthing? I hate an unsolved case. Find the best of British mystery and the biggest collection of British TV ever only on BritBox. Starting this fall, all seasons of Marple and Poirot will be available to stream exclusively on BritBox. Start watching today at BritBox.com radio. That's BritBox.com radio. A new twist in the quickly changing world of college sports. In new guidance from the top lawyer at the National Labor Relations Board, college athletes who earn millions for private universities and colleges are employees and should be able to unionize and negotiate over working conditions. And NLRB General Counsel Jennifer Abruzzo threatens action if the NCAA and schools persist in using the term student-athlete, saying it disguises the employment relationship and discourages players from pursuing their rights. The board has authority over private schools. Public universities are guided by state legislatures and Congress. Steve Kathan, CBS News. The question in Foxborough, Massachusetts tonight, to cheer or to boo? The Patriots' former star QB, Tom Brady. He and his new team, the Buccaneers, will be in town for a game of Thursday night football. It'll be Brady's first return to Gillette Stadium since he signed on with Tampa Bay. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News.
Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now's the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 800-711-6818 and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 800-711-6818 for as little as only 119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 800-711-6818 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. Again, 800-711-6818. 